Are you feeling unfulfilled in your career and tired of living for the weekend? Do you want to create a life and business you don't need a vacation from? I'm your host, Wendy Schultz, and this is Create a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Create a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From podcast. Today, I have joining with me Jill McCabe. And Jill, I am so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. Awesome. Would you please introduce yourself and tell us what you've got going on in business and in the world? What do you What are you doing these days? Uh, you bet, Wendy. I have a life I don't need a vacation from. Primarily, <laughs> uh, my name is Jill McCabe. I'm the founder of an agency called Boom You, and we help freelancers, coaches creative trades, uh, build very purposeful and profitable service-based businesses. And I'm the author of a book called It's Go Time. That's awesome. Tell me about your book. What's the, sounds amazing. Go, okay, it's so Go Time. It's Go Time. In my former life, before I uh, started my agency and wrote my book, I actually used to do change leadership, specifically strategic uh, direction and operational refinement for very successful entrepreneurs, like people with teams of anywhere between 50 and several hundred people. And I was a kind of a performance expert. I'd go in and take very high performing teams and uh, introduce tools and training and watch them go from already successful to like, wow. Amazing. And I've been wanting to write about that work for a really long time. It's, uh, I I just, there's a lot, I get really into stuff like decision-making. I get really into stuff um, like performance acceleration tools and stuff like that, that work for the high, even the highest performers. And I wanted that locked down in a book. So it's go time teaches people uh, how to go from stuck to unstoppable in business and life. I launched it right in the heart of the COVID whatever Um, (laughs) literally on the day of the stock of the stock market crash oh my gosh and even despite that it did really well (laughs) i didn't feel like it was go time though it felt like it was stock um but it's been getting great reviews like really great reviews it's it's a very deep and very like i call it a like um the all-in step-by-step system because it's not so much about motivational talking it's like really like that book you got to do some work. Yeah. Yeah. Like and strategy. Incredible reviews. So that's, that's, been, I've been really happy uh, with it, although it just was launched in a very odd time. So <laughs> 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 relaunch it uh, in a little while. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a great story to tell in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so you came from, you said consulting before. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got went to consult from consulting to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so the, the journey, so the big life reset for me was actually when I was or happened to sort of the whole story sort of starts at 40 when I had been a successful entrepreneur restaurateur, actually I'd had a internationally regarded restaurant when I was younger and I, by 40, I had started consulting and helping, uh, you know, mostly hospitality businesses with operations. And then whammo, I get hit by a car. Oh my gosh. Yeah, driver was talking on his cell and it was pretty serious accident. It was two years, well, a year and a half of rehab. Wow. And 
that I lost everything. Like I had had this internationally successful business. I not only spent all of the money I had saved, I went into a lot of debt paying for medical bills and rehab. And I came out of that just like looking for a life I didn't need a vacation from. Gosh, I love that. (laughs) I love that that so much. Um, You put it so well because that's what I had to do. And I had a really hard time figuring that out. I actually spent about eight years looking for that thing, that thing, that thing I really like really wanted to do. And I found myself doing this change leadership thing and it was close, but not perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So had to move, had to cat. I, I just, I couldn't stop looking for the right thing. Yeah. So did you, when you first um, got out or started you know, doing that journey, did you nail it right away or did you start with something and had to keep tweaking? What did you? Have you met anyone who nailed it right away? No, I just want you got it. My audience seems to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I nailed it right away. I'm so perfect. <laughs> on, right away. <laughs> oh, yes, nothing ever went wrong in my life. Um, <laughs> no, I always, I tell my clients now, even you don't want to, you don't even want, you don't even want the story you don't want to tell. Like if, if you think about it, if you nailed it right away, like if you think about it, you wouldn't even talk to yourself in a bar. You know what boring. I, mean? <laughs> like, I gotta go do laundry. Um, so no, I, I messed it up so many times. So yeah, I started trying to figure out my ideal. Like I actually say in my book at 48, am I too late? Because at 48 years old, I realized I'd screwed up my business for myself again. And then I had gotten close, but not quite. And even when I got on the journey I'm on now, which is 100% like, oh my God, the where I'm supposed to be. I love it so much. When I first started working with like, sir, I call them service-based, you know, entrepreneurs, like people who are coaches, uh, creative trades, um, artists, uh, freelancers, people like that who have a really hard time. You sell your creativity, your time, your talent, and it's very hard to have predictably growing businesses. And when I started doing that, I would put, you know, I did the courses online, the usual thing that people do. And I thought I was doing terribly. Like, I was like, oh man, like I'd have, you know, 10 people take them. And then, you know, for maybe like $2,000 a piece back then. And then, and then I even would book like six figures in after business, like of people recommending me to other people and stuff like that. But I thought I was a failure because I kept seeing all these courses online with thousands of participants and, you know, like, and I'm like, why am I such a loser? And I'm only getting like 10 people and then realizing, wait a second, like I, I, I totally had it all wrong. I mean, I had it all completely wrong. And in fact, now I only take small groups of people and I only help people who want to do high touch programs and these kind of like cattle call programs, which work and there, there's a place for them, but it's, it's not even what I want. But back then I used to compare myself to them. Yeah. That's a big, big problem, especially, or the, you know, the, I don't remember the exact phrase, but it's like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle because that is so true as you see what people are doing five years in, three years in, whatever. And you, you compare yourself to that or think you're going to get to that level immediately. And that is usually not the case. I mean, 99.9% of the time, it's not the case. It turns out it's like, I I've been able to create an incredibly valuable business 
and I have a sweet life. So if you talk to some of the people with those bigger kind of numbers, they have bigger teams, more stress, less time off. They're working even when they're on holiday. Like I have my agency, we close down for five weeks a year. Oh take all the holidays off. We don't work evenings and weekends and our clients are doing stupendously well. And I want my clients to have lives like that too. Like I'm like, I'm not here to build stressful businesses. And so it's actually also someone else's middle, but there's other business models. That's not the only one that works online. And you can have high touch business models that are very valuable and you get to take really good care of your clients. And that can be fun too. It's just different. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, so I, um, I got lost in someone else's dream. I'm actually going to say that because yeah. that was actually not even my dream. It's just what I saw out there. And I thought, oh, that must be the way, you know? Yeah. There's a book by, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Denise Duffield Thomas and it's called Chillpreneur. Oh. And it's like she's speaking my love language because it's just about like not doing it the way everyone else is doing it or thinking you have to. And, um, as you know, before we're talking about how chill I am about, you know, my background and, you know, I've got my daughter's pictures hanging on the wall and stuff like that. And just being like totally real and, um, not getting too caught up in what the model you know, what you think is supposed to be and uh, just, just being real. And I think there's a big rise in the entrepreneur who is kind of being, just being real and being themselves. I mean, I look at some of these people that are, um, you know, in, just even influencers on, on social media and, and just getting on and just being real, <laughs> just being themselves and um, gathering huge following. It's so good. And it's also like realizing, I, I, I got it. I need to check out that book because that's very much like the people who tend to come my way are, we love nature. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to spend time with our loved ones. We want valuable businesses. Um, I, the, one of the first things I do with people is tell them like, get off social media immediately. Do you want to be mm -hmm. on social media and be seen or do you want to make lots of money? You're like, we want to make money. I'm like, cool. <laughs> We're going to do this a little differently. And I, I actually saved my business by quitting social media. Wow. Tell me more about that. Yeah, that's a, the word hustle, I don't resonate with it at all. <laughs> so I love that. I got to read that book, Chillpreneur. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, when I went, that's the other thing I did really wrong. I got so into, like, I'd see like, you got to have a newsletter, you got to have a party, you got to have a this, you got to have a that, you got to da da da, you got to da 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 da, got to, got to, got to. And I can't even tell you how much I spent on. Oh my God. Um, all sorts of people who knew more about marketing than me, you know? And my background was actually growing already very successful, like entrepreneurial businesses. And I'm surrounded by like um, my life partner, he's, he's, uh, you know, a strategy professor at a top business school. Some of my best friends are all business people and none of them really knew how to build the kind of business I was in or market the kind of business. Like we were all stumped. Like even though I knew how to build all, like I was, I'd worked in over 30 industries and built them. And yet I was stumped at this whole, you know, whatever. 
And then, so I was just following all the advice. I'm like, oh, got to do the Instagram. Oh, got to do the Facebook. Oh, got to do the LinkedIn. You know, got to do the blog. Got to do the all the things. Oh my God. And, and then I just went enough, like enough. I really looked at that and I'm really, because I'm a performance, I'm an expert. I'm like, what is the return on these activities? I'd done them for over a year and a half and, you know, worked with pros, yada, yada stopped them all and my business just catapulted. I mean, it just like, it just like doubled and doubled and doubled oh. over um, like the months that followed. So one of the first things I do when I start working with people is get them to immediately freeze all social media. Gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, you I'm, I'm getting the, the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to spend a minute on social media oh until you have an incredibly valuable jo- uh, client journey for them to take. Like, unless you know what you're doing with someone for a year after you start working with them, you are not ready for social media. And it's like, you know, you would never have any other company spending 30, 40, 50% of their time promoting themselves if they didn't have, like, if they didn't have a product. Right. You know, I'm not going to spend 30%, 40% of my time promoting these pens with there's no pen. And when people sell their time by the hour, that is essentially no product. You need like a whole year of value that you can give someone understood before you could. And then by then you're usually on so many referrals, you barely need social media. That's <laughs> just a, And it was an accident. I just did it because I was fed up. I was like, I've had enough. Yeah, well, it's so true as you do, you get this comparison, um, itis, and then you get, yeah, the feeling bad about yourself because you're not doing, you don't have this many Instagram followers and um, you don't have this many this and this many that and who, how many people liked my thing. And it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's really fine identifying what is the needle moving activity that's going to yeah. get you money, not who cares how many likes you have, <laughs> you know, what's going to get you as you love it, right? If you love sharing your ideas, like I've started Saturday morning coffee dates, it's Mm -hmm. awareness building. I don't, I just celebrate other people doing that. And I don't, I just do it because I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the work I don't want to take a vacation from. So if you love social media, then do it. Mm -hmm. You love it. But someone like me who has a harder time there, because I'm a bit of an introvert, Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like my natural place. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I get to talk to a lot of people and find out what their situation is. And I've met people with, you know, 20,000 followers, 40,000 followers who have like zero business and who are in tears and wondering why there's no money coming in. So we just have to make sure, and sure there are some people with followers with lots of money coming in, but, mm-hmm. um, I've met enough people who have big followings without money to say that anyone listening, maybe comparitis, sometimes what we think we see is not what's really going on. So true. It's so true. So what do you, you know, social media is being touted as the, like the way to market. What do you see as a better, what do you, would you advise your clients that might Well, I, I help people build a very specific kind of business. And so I would not go so far as to say social media is not useful. It definitely is. My point is that we do things in the wrong order. Uh, Yes. That 
And this really just applies to people who are, look, if you're selling your talent, I call it talent-based entrepreneurs. Anyone selling their, you know, their talent, their creativity, their imagination, their time um, could be, you know, a graphic designer, a chef, a coach, a hairdresser, like anyone who's selling their time really has this opportunity they probably don't realize to create these valuable transformations in the lives of their clients if if they if they opened up their mind to them and you can actually have very small kind of group processes that make a lot of money and clients value because there's no competition no one else is giving them this personalized close attention everything else is like you're a nobody in a course so you can really stand out and in businesses like that um you really need to know your client journey, your product before you do social media. So I do agree with social media. The issue is if you're doing social media and then all you're selling after that is an hour or something that's, um, or a few hours of your time or a small job, you're gonna really struggle. Uh, you're always gonna be like, where's my next client coming from? Whereas if you create these value-based transformational experiences with your same set of skills, um, you'll find that it's actually clients naturally kind of fall to you. They just come eventually. And then yeah, some through, come through social media, but then you create a journey that that social media, by the way, everyone listening to this. Okay. Don't, if you don't have an email magnet to drive people to <laughs> from your social media, stop your social media immediately and <laughs> create an email magnet <laughs> because social media is not as powerful as having emails if you want to build your business. Mm -hmm. And that email magnet should also lead to a sequence of emails that drive people to work with you. And that's what that it's just like, that's what I would recommend. Like, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying, make sure these other pieces of the puzzle are in place. It's like the social media is sort of like the house, you know, the email magnets, like in the products more like the foundation like you got to start with like the underpinnings of the whole thing i think i just think we're doing things in the wrong order anytime yeah yeah the well, wrong I, things. it's just sometimes the wrong order sure well i better pause this and go finish my email magnet <laughs> <laughs> i know guilty guilty well i have um i have a lot of um I, this is a, this is something I work on all the time is I, if I don't get immediate results, I get bored or I get frustrated and then go back to the things I know work. So that's, that's my thing. But, um, I, uh, what's that? That's a pretty, like, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I'm an impatient person. Uh, anyone that's listening to this podcast in the last few episodes probably has identified that in myself because I think I've mentioned this issue of mine um, several times. But then I, in the same breath, will say, it doesn't happen right away. You got to keep going. But, you know, we all got our, our stuff, right? <laughs> we all still have some stuff to work on. Are you going to make your email? Everyone, Wendy has to go make her email. I know. You got to keep me, hold me accountable. Yeah. <laughs> been called out. <laughs> so what was your first year like coming out of the consulting into having a business of your own? Um, 
my first year was pretty, it was good. Like looking back, you know, it was a six figure year. It was good. I had already created, but I had already created, I had worked with some, you know, the clients that I work with, I've helped them make a lot of money and get notoriety. So that when I first came out of doing that work, um, and said, Hey, I'm like willing to help smaller businesses. Uh, and I offered like really bargain prices. People were like, sure. (laughs) Great results already for uh, so great results. And, you know, and I, I got, I stayed in right in the six figures, but, um, it did drop a little uh, from what I was doing in corporations. And I, it was interesting, I, but I, I was, it was more that I was depressed about it. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, why am I not making a million dollars? Like, and I felt it was weird. Like I was doing well and I felt down about myself. So it was more about a psychological, um, that's also people weren't that in, I decided I wanted to be able to work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I live in Toronto, Canada in the summer and fall and spring, but I, I really, after my car accident, I was like, no way am I going to suffer through winters anymore? No way. And my clients at first were like, but what do you mean we can't work in person? Like now I have global uh, clientele, but back then it was mostly the people I knew through Toronto and they were just like, work on Zoom, Zoom. Is that like Skype? What's that? <laughs> I'm like, Zoom, it's just like Skype. <laughs> um, so it was hard, it was hard, but not for financial reasons. Hard emotionally, hard to get people, hard, and very lonely. And I had no one to talk to about my business. Like, even though I was surrounded by people who knew a lot about business, everyone just looked at me with blanks. I gel, we can't help you. We don't understand your business at all. They try, but they're like, yeah, we don't get it. Oh, and then I spent forever trying to like promote things, like follow all this advice online and try to promote these. Like I made every, by the way, I spent like, I wasted over, not wasted. It was all investment. I've spent more. I could have bought a house for what I've spent on coaching programs. Uh Like I've spent well over 150,000. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) You know, so everyone that's part of it. Yeah. Part of it. It will pay back. Yeah. But I've, there's been a lot um, I've gained from that journey and the not even just um you know the knowledge from from coaching but even just going to in-person events and stuff like that you said it was a lonely journey and so many so many friendships built through other entrepreneur groups and um you know how did you find that support network for yourself well i just want to say you would ask me about my first year which was really lonely and that's when i did i i turned things in my business around when i started doing more events with people like me and that just had to happen i just had to get a community um and even within my business i've created a community for the people who i work with because you really need to be in a community of people who have similar dreams and aspirations and businesses and problems um so once i have it was transformative i mean like first of all, I, I learned that my results were not terrible. Once I started talking to other people going, no, your results are actually pretty good. And they're like, you dropped that program. I'm like, yeah, I dropped it. <laughs> I 
actually, at one point I had a program, which I decided was terrible um, and dropped it. And like the wife of a, of a dean of one of the top executive ed centers in the world took my program after she left her marketing job and the dean was watching it over her shoulder and I got recruited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible program. Wow. And no basis to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I just needed to have, I remember when I first started, I had one friend, one friend that I knew um, she was a few years ahead of me and she just normalized it. Like that roller coaster. She, I think she even drew it on a napkin and Katie Skur, if you're listening out there, it's as you I'm talking about. And I think she drew on a napkin. We went out for, for drinks and, and it was this like lonely journey. And I'm sitting at the table, you know, the dinner, we're having dinner and, um, and I'm just like, you know, the highs and the lows and the highs and lows. And she's like, you know, the, the biggest thing is you're, as you go along, the highs don't, I mean, it kind of levels out the highs don't become as high and the lows don't come as low. So it's kind of more of a leveling of not as volatile. Um, and that's true because like when I get a sale now, it's like, yay, but it's not like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, I've been, you know, I haven't had one in months, you know, now yeah. it's like awesome. And, but it's not um, that extreme high. And it's also not the extreme low. If, you know, I lose a customer or a customer, you know, we, we do a lot of vacation rentals. So if guests are, you know, guest cancels or something like that, we don't go in, I don't go into depression over that anymore. You know, those were things that, those were big highs, big lows when I first started out. And now it's just like a normal course of business day. You know, you take those, those highs and the lows. Yeah, for sure. And that was, that was a big, um, big aha for me. And it's something I've, um, I've obviously kept in my back of my mind the, that night that we talked about that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think in the beginning in particular, um, there, there comes this point in business, if the business design is done well, that success is inevitable. Mm -hmm. You can't actually stop it. Like there comes this point where you could just die and it would just keep making money for the people you love. Yeah. And that's, I really believe in building businesses like that. Even I talk about this in my book, it's go time, because I think that um, especially for anyone who gets into services like I focus on, we just constantly think it's our time that's valuable and we we haven't seen beyond how to make um how to kind of lock in what we know and help others with and and then once that happens we can go from those highs and lows to like they become really tiny bumps but it's it's, it's not easy to do but uh, i've watched client after client go from like like once you really can kind of go oh my gosh like i can't mess this up this mm -hmm. is to work uh, and that comes from business design like how the business is designed and it's yeah. it really takes this out of it and yeah but when I started I had no clue uh, and what what good business design was was it was in this industry and I, I made like what I would call every mistake <laughs> and you know get all stressed out about like oh are they buying or are they not buying and like cry when I didn't get to it. like just yeah. all the nonsense yeah now like, like if people come like great good you know like it's like right on let's get to work let's get, like. yeah so one of the um 
one of the things that I've talked about is the design of your business before too. And just in that you're not designing something that puts you right back into a job that, you know, trading dollars for hours um, and, and um, where you can't, you can't get back your back yourself into a corner. <laughs> That's kind of, you know, some of those things. So what kind of business models are your, your people? It sounds like you do some high value type group, group service type thing leverage yourselves basically so there's um so what type of what type of it like in terms of business design are people looking at yeah like what kinds of um like what kinds of business models so so is it kind of um you say you're service-based it sounded like you do some of the coaching or you have people do more group type things or remind yeah, me well, absolutely because that's i mean group type things the great thing about them is you can charge um less than you have to if you did one-on-one mm-hmm. and usually they can be better because like you even said you're creating that community right and if you want to try to change without a community it's it's going to be very hard mm-hmm. i don't know anyone who hasn't gotten in a community of successful people and changed and reached their success like i don't i don't know one person DIYing it is you need the community. So let's say, so for, for example, I have a uh, chef who recently worked with me and he lost his restaurant during um, yeah. high end chef. And so there was no takeout and all of that. It was yeah. like curated experiences. And he started um, a coaching program called the Quizzical Chef. And he has uh, family cooking and he also has high end. So, and this is uh, actual coaching. So there's these like training videos that go out and then he sits uh, on zoom with cameras over people and literally like move your elbow. I took a few of the classes Yeah, more fun than you can imagine. You're like totally razzing each other. Like you're on zoom with other people who are cooking and, and, and the chef is like literally giving you feedback that you would have to have worked in the restaurant industry for probably 15, 20 years at top restaurants to get this kind of feedback. He's wow. like an internationally renowned chef now available. And so it's not like this, and he's literally in your home. <laughs> so I have another person who, um, so I have, I have people who do retreat based transformations, people who want to like uh, reconnect uh, with their 20 year old kids and go on really like camping reimagined and they take them out on excursions and create all these fun experiences for um, the parents and their sort of 20 year olds who are becoming estranged and are looking for ways of reconnection and creating new experiences. I have a, like an intuitive or a psychic who created um, a program actually teaching people how to do psychic readings for themselves. That's awesome. Right? So like, it could be, it could be anything. Like, um, it could be, it just, there's, there's so many, like I could just, you know, some coaches, I work with a lot of coaches and a recent one has created a program on how to do self-managed teams. Cause she had a self-managed team like five years ago and didn't even realize that that was cool and rare. Yeah. <laughs> so she's doing so well with that team that that business just literally sends her checks and now she's starting a coaching business and so I'm like well why don't you make it around helping leaders actually have self-managed teams like you've created so now that's it so they're outcome-based things right it's like before I wasn't 
you know, I was a really good cook, but maybe not, didn't have like professional feedback on my cooking. Like now I'm truly like, Mm -hmm. like chef level cooking at home or I didn't used to be able to do psychic readings and now I can do psychic readings or I didn't have incredible memories with my 20 year olds were kind of growing apart and now we're like rebonding as a family so it's those kind of transformations that we focus on that's really cool and just even reimagining a chef probably a lot of chefs probably think all I can do is be a chef and my restaurant closed so now what and the reimagining of and I think that's kind of one of the benefits of COVID is that people are having to look at how they they operate and reimagine their work and use their skill set in a different way and I think that's and there's always a way Wendy like you know people will start with me and I'll be like I don't know what's gonna happen like I only work with small like six or eight people at a time like I really like everyone gets kind of it's like semi-private really how I work with people so that they get results. I have like people and I'm like, I don't know coming in. Oh, the other thing is, sorry, this is sort of a big deal. Um, I help people find their purpose. So after my car accident, I spent about eight years looking for my, trying to figure out my purpose and I studied everything and I learned everything. And I, I, and I teach you how to do that in my book, actually it's go time. Um, But there's actually this really, really predictable way of discovering your purpose. And so we build businesses that are not just uh, great financial opportunities, um, great nice lifestyle opportunities, but that are purpose aligned so that people can't imagine not wanting to do them. And it's that, you know, when you're kind of like, because for the longest time, you're like, should I do this? Should I do that? What should I do? I've got this opportunity. I've got that opportunity. And when I'm, I'm done working with people because I link it to purpose, and that's all comes back to my car accidents. Like, why would I spend a minute on the planet doing something that I'm not like, when you almost lose your life, you just see everything very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that brings to mind. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to find, but I know it's going to be aligned to your purpose. And because it is, I know people at your clients are going to love it because you're going to wake up every day going, I can't imagine wanting to do anything else. That's awesome. And that's the level of passion that really, I, that level of passion is like a magnet for clients. And so it's, yeah, it's a very unusual approach. It's, I call it like an inside out approach to like designing businesses and lives that go together. Yeah. It's so smart. And when you create this life, you don't need a vacation from a big portion of that is what are you going to do to support that lifestyle that you want in, in your work? And that's purpose driven. And um, I mean, there's times where I can't say that there's not, never a time I want to take a vacation. That's not, that's not where I'm going with this, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, for the majority I of the time, get that, Wendy, like right. I, we get it right. It's like, right. you know, you, you, you love, you don't, you can't, it's not like I can't wait till Friday or I can't wait till you know, Saturday, or I can't wait till my vacation or my retirement or my lunch break or anything like that. It's, you know, what is I haven't set my alarm in years. Is it something like that? Like you just kind of don't need to be forced out of bed to go do your thing. But back when I was consulting, I had to set my alarm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's something like that. Like, just like, I don't go out of bed. Totally. And not dread to get out of bed. Or I used to hit the snooze button like 50 times because I didn't want to get out of bed. And now, um, I, you know, right up and early and, you know, 
six 30, I'm, I'm ready to go. And, you know, I'll do my social media, which I'm learning now. I should probably. Well, you can do that. You know, magnet driving something. Yeah. Well, my social media is looking at cat videos and stuff like that. That's my morning coffee fun, but that's your treat. That's your treat. That's my, you you go, you keep that. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely not the picture perfect, like miracle morning type person. I'm, you know, I like my coffee and I like to, to just kind of have some downtime, but that's, you know, when my kids are still asleep and that's my time, but anyway, um, but yeah, I now, I, I feel like getting out of bed is, is some, it's not, you know, I'm looking forward to what I can tackle in the day and, um, it's not always roses for sure. There's, you know, there's days and I'll say in the last few months, there was more of those days where you're just kind of like, what is going on? And, and I, you know, for the first time, I think in all of my business just kind of dreaded. And I think a lot of people just was like surviving the day. It was surviving the day. And especially when um, we have a business that's based in travel and the travel industry got hit really hard. Um, just really not knowing that was, that was, um, a difficult thing, but never during that time did I say, I don't want, you know, vacation rentals isn't my thing or, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. That was never, never, that never occurred to me. So that's the kind of thing that you talk about. It's like, it's not always, you know, sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas, although some days I actually talk about that in my book and it's such an important success factor that um, you've just touched upon which is there were days that you you know would have preferred different ones Mm -hmm. and never did it cross your register that this isn't something you wanted to do and I think that um, that's one of the biggest things I've seen holding people back is that they've had some great ideas and just like I did, it held me back at one point and, but now I see it in others so readily and they, they tried it for two weeks or three weeks. or they're like, but you know, they did this launch or whatever. And it was like, Oh, okay. Rory Sutherland. I love, okay. Rory Sutherland is, um, he's like this Ogilvy. He's like an Ogilvy advertising, like literally genius. And he's, he's hilarious. He has, he talks on YouTube like the dark arts or the alchemy of like the dark art of marketing or something like that he's so fun and cool but he talks about um you know people don't buy from the best people do not buy from the best so that is a misnomer it's absolutely inaccurate they buy from the person who's less risky huh who will suck less (laughs) 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 they're basically saying like we look for the person who is less of a risk. So if someone's in a game longer, they're going to win the game. Wow. It's the time in play. And so that's one of the reasons why I really want to get people on purpose line businesses. And you've got like with your vacations, I can feel that, you know, when you say something like that, I have so much confidence in you. Mm-hmm. That makes me have confidence in you. Oh, she's not going to just turn the second the vacations go wrong. Like I can book a vacation with you and not be afraid that the second something happens, that it's going to go off. And I think that more people really need to understand is every time they pivot, oh, this didn't work. And they pivot, they pivot, they pivot. And guys, I, I did this too. So really like, mm-hmm. yeah. We all have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but that's the whole point. We're supposed to share what we've learned and make the road easier for others. That's, right. that's 
the goal for everyone who succeeds just wants it to be easier for others. We just yeah. want, you know, that's, that's it. And sticking in the game, go listen to Rory Sutherland, but it's so true. Just stay in the game and people will trust that you're the person to talk to. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. What was some of the biggest lessons you've learned on your journey? I think um, that I think that that's definitely one of them. Yeah. I'm sure I left millions on the table by dropping that former program. That was really good, and people were like blown away by it. And I'm like, no, it's not good enough. Yeah. I haven't. I don't have thousands of people, so that must suck. <laughs> and so I actually went back to corporate for a little while just for a cash infusion. Mm -hmm. Like I just was like, I, I just need money. So I sort of went back to my old line of work. So I'd say that was one. I think the other one, um, the, the other one was the order of operations of projects is like a really successful business in my industry anyway, is five projects away and just awareness or marketing is number four. You don't pick up a megaphone and tell everybody about your thing until you've created this thing where you have like great testimonials and it's so counterintuitive. You just want to get your name out there. You just want to like get your name out there and then you'll figure out the product later. But it's actually that really slows down success. So I think my greatest lesson and I hard, it's hard to know if I could have learned it without going through the hard steps was that slow down, create something valuable, then pick up the megaphone um, and tell people about it. And it feels like you're going slower, but you actually go faster. It's psychologically very challenging for every client. And the only reason they put up with it is because they're making money within eight weeks of working with me. And so they see the cash coming in. They're like, okay, fine. <laughs> the cash is here. I guess I <laughs> we're not happy about it. But the money is here. So, okay. Right. And they, and they, like, we have to psychologically deal with that constantly even though we know it, even though it makes sense, even if we look at the math, even if we see how much it makes sense, it goes against every grain and ounce of common knowledge. Like it just feels like the opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see, and I can see that myself is sometimes you just, you know, shoot first and then like <laughs> later, like, Oh, I maybe I shouldn't have done it that way. But there's also, um, to make sure you take action, which it sounds like you, the action, that you start with is, you know, defining and being, getting clarity. You just get out there and start working with people and creating yeah. transformation in their lives. And like yeah. testimonials come in and referrals come in and the business is right. happening. And then once that's all happening, then pick up a megaphone. Yes. Yeah. I love pick that. Pick it up and tell everybody. Yeah. I got testimonials. I got referrals. But until you figured that out and usually takes a couple of times, like the first time we try something, you know, when I first started working with people online, I had, you know, somewhere between like a 60 and 70% rate, like mm -hmm. success rate. And people would be like, that's great. Online programs are like 30. And I'd be like, why doesn't it feel great if that's yeah. so, you know, <laughs> I should feel better. And now, you know, over the last few years, I figured out how to get that to 100%. It has a lot to do with who you let into the program yeah. and make sure it's a match. But just 
keep like the first time you're not expected to have a hundred percent, but you probably do something the first time and just expect to keep working with it. Like just iterate, just like go, all right. Like if you put your whole heart and here's the thing, if you put your whole heart and soul in, nobody even needs you to be a hundred percent. They just need to see how much you're working for them and they're into it. They're like, this is great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) This is great. You're working hard for me. I see that. And you're like, I messed it up completely. Like I did one thing. I messed up completely. I did this, um, you know, what's called a seed launch. And I, I like on, on number three, like everybody was like, on like the third thing I did with them, I messed it up. Like it was just, it was so technical. I get into a lot of science and neuroscience and they were like, sounds cool. We don't know at all what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I lost them and I was traveling at the time and I couldn't like, anyway, I, I turned around, I picked up the pieces. I said, guys, I realized I, I completely lost you. Um, you know what? Give me, give me a couple of days. I'm going to totally make this up to you. I totally did make it up to them. And that it just, it was like the outcomes for that group were absolutely epic. Like dreams came true. That was like, it was like a, people like wrote their, their manuscripts, their screenplays, their, um, a lot of writers in that group. And they got, they just, you know, it doesn't even matter if you completely mess it up. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, all you have to do is say, wow, I really messed that one up. I'm going to make it up to you. And they're like, cool. <laughs> I don't care. Well, then that shows you're human. And then that gives them permission to be human too, which I, <laughs> I find endearing in people is like, you know, they screw up. Yep. They screwed up. You know, I, that's why I'm very imperfect in videos and things like that too. And it's like, yep, I screwed up. <laughs> oh, well. That's what I appreciate appreciate about other people too. When I see it, it's like, oh, they're human too. You're in the right place, and it's all gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your insights. It's all great advice, and I'm sure it's gonna inspire a lot of our audience. And um, how can people find you online or find out more about your business? Absolutely. Uh, I have a website. Uh, Jill, J-I-L-L-M-C-A-B-E.com. And depending on when you are listening to this, watching this, checking this out, um, I could be giving away uh, a free copy of my book. Now, my publishers are not going to allow that for too much longer, but I'm doing it right now. So you can grab a free copy of It's Go Time there. And if for some reason you're listening to this down the road, then I'm 100% sure there will be something else great. I I love sharing knowledge and giving very, very high value training um, and getting the word out there to people to help you build your awesome, amazing businesses that you don't need to take a vacation from. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, I know I'll be snagging a copy after this. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening in to the Create a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From podcast. And if you're ready to create a life and business that you don't need a vacation from, be sure to reach out to me at facebook.com forward slash your permanent vacation. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss any future episodes. Have a great day. Take care now. Bye.